0: Section thirty-two of a brief history of forestry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Beau Wood. A brief history of forestry by Bernard Ferneau. Section thirty-two. United States of America. 4. Education and Literature The primary education of the people at large, and of their governments in particular, the propaganda for the economic reform contemplated by the forestry movement, was carried on, as stated, by the Federal Division of Forestry, and especially by the forestry associations which sprang up in all parts of the country by means of their annual and special meetings aided by the general press and sometimes by special publications the first journal of forestry a monthly publication ventured into the world as a private enterprise edited by dr howe soon after the forestry congress in cincinnati but it survived just one year vanishing for lack of readers this was followed by irregularly appearing forestry bulletins of which the writer prepared four under the aegis of the american forestry association in eighteen eighty six the pennsylvania forestry association began the publication of a bimonthly journal forest leaves which has persisted to this day. In 1895, Dr. John Gifford launched another bimonthly, the New Jersey Forester, soon to change its name to The Forester, and under that name, three years later, taken over by the American Forestry Association, continued as Forestry and Irrigation changed to conservation and now again changed to american forestry now half a dozen or more similar publications emanate from the various state associations in this connection there should not be forgotten the journal garden and forest edited by professor c s sargent which for ten years from eighteen eighty eight to eighteen ninety seven did much to enlighten the public on forestry matters some provision for technical education was made long before opportunity for its application had arisen and indeed before any professional foresters were in existence to do the teaching The new doctrine attracted the attention of educational institutions, and the desire to assist in the popular movement led to the introduction of the subject, at least by name, into their curricula. The professor of botany or of horticulture, adding forestry to his title, and explaining in a few lectures the objects and, as far as he knew them, the methods of forestry, or at least some lectures on dendrology and forest geography were introduced in the botanical courses. By 1897, twenty institutions, land grant colleges, had in this way introduced the subject. Perhaps the first attempt to present systematically a whole course of technical forestry matter to a class of students was a series of 12 lectures delivered by the writer at the Massachusetts College of Agriculture in 1887, and another to students of political economy at Wisconsin University in 1897. The era of professional forest schools, however, was inaugurated in 1898, when the writer organized the New York State College of Forestry at Cornell University and almost simultaneously Dr Schenk opened a private school at Biltmore a year later another forest school was opened at Yale University an endowment of the Pinchot's father and sons in 1903 the University of Michigan added a professional department of forestry and then followed a real flood of educational enthusiasm, one institution after another, seeing the necessity for adding the subject as an integral part to its courses. Before there were enough competent men in the field, some twenty colleges or universities called for teachers, besides private institutions. An inevitable result of this overproduction of forest schools and of foresters all at once must be an overcrowding of the profession with mediocre men before the profession is really fully established brief reference to the history of the first school established by the state of new york may be of interest as exemplifying in a striking manner the political troubles besetting reforms under republican conditions but for a similar occurrence in france this case might be unique in the history of educational institutions although the school thrived almost beyond expectation having in its fourth year attained in numbers to seventy larger than any french or german forest school at the time and readily finding employment for its graduates it suddenly came to an end in 1903 its appropriation unanimously voted in the legislature was vetoed by the governor on the alleged ground that the silvicultural methods applied in the demonstration forest of the college had been subjected to grave criticism it is true the only silvicultural method officially sanctioned by the forest service the selection forest had not been applied yet the war against the college being waged by two wealthy bankers of new york and the well-known character of the then governor suggest that other considerations than mere criticism of professional judgment were at the bottom of his action as from the start the federal forestry bureau naturally continued in ever-increasing degree to be the educator of the nation not only as regards popular conceptions and attitudes but as regards technical matter Its bulletins, circulars, and reports on the subjects which come under investigation form the bulk of the American literature on the technical side of the subject. During the first twenty years of its existence, some twenty thousand pages of printed matter were produced, and the next decade increased the crop of information apace. At first intended for popular propaganda, the matter printed was naturally argumentative, statistical and descriptive, but gradually more and more technical matter filled the pages, and now most of the publications are of technical nature. One of the first extensive and important lines of investigation undertaken by the division Was that into the characteristics and strength, the timber physics, of American woods, which in its comprehensiveness commanded the admiration of even the Germans and gave rise to a series of reports. The biology of the American species, more or less exhaustively studied, was also begun in the old division as well as forest surveys, etc. By 1902, enough professional interest was in the country to make the publication of a professional journal possible and desirable, the Forestry Quarterly being launched by the writer, with a board of editors chosen mainly from the forest schools. The first association of professional foresters was formed in 1900, the Society of American Foresters, which issues from time to time proceedings containing technical discussions. The technical book literature, partly due, no doubt, to the overpowering publication facilities of the federal government, is still scanty, and good textbooks especially, are still lacking in most branches a series of ephemeral popular books answered the demands of earlier days but outside of professor henry s graves volumes on forest mensuration and lately on the principles of handling woodlands and a few minor aid books and lecture notes there is as yet nothing of permanent value to be recorded the writer's own publication Economics of Forestry is intended less for foresters than students of political economy. Three monumental works can be mentioned in the dendrological line, however, namely, the tenth volume of the Twelfth Census, 1880, on the forest of North America, Michaud and Nuttall's North American Silva in five volumes, 1865. And CS Sergeant Silva of the United States in fourteen magnificent volumes three publications which can take rank with any similar literature anywhere. End of section thirty two Recording by Beau Wood